Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to hear from Daniel Drolet, partner at Nomadin Baudry, the financial management consulting firm providing actuarial services to pension and saving plans, asset management consulting, group benefits, compensation, and other consulting services. Daniel, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure, Bill, to be with you uh, today. Now, beyond my wee introduction there, Daniel, please introduce yourself a bit more. Tell our listeners about your about yourself, your career history, and your role at Norman Dimbaudry. Uh, in a nutshell, I'm an associate of the Society of Actuaries. I've been practicing as a group benefit professional for the past 28 years now. Uh, uh, initially, I had experience working for a large insurance uh, company, and uh, I joined Norman Dimbaudry uh, NV. Uh, 23 years ago as a group benefits uh, consultant. So I specialize in uh, group benefits and uh, I'm involved a lot in total rewards assignments that we do for our clients. Okay, thank you very much. Now, increasingly, certainly this year in 2020, I, I like to uh, kick off these interviews with a really big question to to test our interviewee. So here it is. Uh, what, what are the, the most important topics affecting benefits today? And why are they important for employers and employees? And what do you predict the trends will be in, in the coming years as we're now in the 2020s? Um, Bill would say that uh, the number one topic in 2020 is the same as it has been in the past few years, which is probably the drug cost uh, within the group benefits program as the number one driver of cost increases. Uh, This is followed by uh, disability that becomes also uh, a topic that uh, uh, gains more uh, attention uh, these days. the plan sponsor, I, I believe, uh, need to uh, plan in advance and not react short term uh, to uh, those cost increases. Uh, we've been lucky with the generic uh, drugs uh, substitution in the past few years. So the uh, uh, pressure on costs was not as high, but the eye drug cost uh, is still uh, gaining a lot of, of uh, of uh, impact on the uh, group benefits. Uh, Drug in general, you know, there's been uh, the switch to biosimilar that we need to follow in British Columbia and Alberta. Uh, Other provinces might follow and force the switch to biosimilars and the uh, private plan needs to adapt to that. There's still uh, somewhere in the sky, the national pharmacare uh, that is out there, not as uh, relevant this year, uh, as it has been in uh, 2019, but it's still there. Uh, also, there's a lot of uh, reform on the drive pricing in Canada that we need to uh, uh, to follow, and the provinces are still uh, changing the rules on a regular basis. This happened uh, with OIP Plus uh, last year in Ontario, and also January 1st, 2020, uh, the provincial government uh, uh, terminated uh, coverage for uh, outside of, uh, of Canada. So the private need to uh, fill those gaps that are uh, being uh, left by the uh, governments. Lovely, thank you. And uh, listeners, I should just add here today that uh, this is a very Canada-focused episode. So for those of you in the US or the UK or elsewhere, I do understand if you don't listen to the whole interview, although I think you should, because I think you can still listen and learn. But uh, 
uh, as as lovers of Canada, uh, we are going to continue down that road today. Okay, so uh, secondly, what are your top tips for, for companies looking for ways to better manage benefit costs? If you look at the drug costs increased, um, and, and this is a worldwide uh, thing that we see with our clients, uh, here we have uh, more than 40 initiatives that can be uh, implemented to support a better claim management. And we, when we talk about better claim management, it's not just to cut the cost for, for the plan uh, and to shift that to the uh, employees or insured but mostly to do a better job also at communicating. So a lot of those initiatives are not related to plan design. In the past few years, the uh, most known one have been the uh, switch to uh, the uh, generic drug, uh, which is a lower uh, cost. But these times, you know, we, we managed to implement that pretty much in all the plans. So we need to be a bit more uh, creative in what we do for the drugs. And basically, I think communication is really, really important to explain uh, what we're doing and how we can leverage and how can uh, employees uh, also be uh, better users of the, uh, of the drug plan. I think uh, analyzing the data is something really, really important. Uh, definitely advisor and, and carriers can help doing that. Uh, but moreover, it's not just statistics. It's looking at, at the demographics of the group and, and what's coming. What are the issues, health-related issues with the employees? How can we support them uh, in, in getting a better health situation and maybe avoid some some of the claims out there. So it's I would say it's a more holistic approach than just doing some plan uh, design changes, and it needs to be uh, planned in advance. Uh, another area that uh, plan sponsors should uh, uh, pay attention is the disability management. Um, it, as I mentioned, this is, uh, I would say, the second uh, driver of cost increases uh, that we see for most of the plans out there. And uh, this needs to be uh, crafted properly. Uh, I think a lot of plan sponsors don't leverage with the services uh, that advisor and their carriers can uh, provide them. So they need to uh, make sure they get the full uh, power of these services that are out there uh, in order to better manage the disability. Once this step is done, I firmly believe that uh, an approach uh, to support uh, employee health and well-being uh, should be implemented. But I think you should start with the disability management. Uh, this has an impact on disabled employee uh, experience and also on uh, future costs. And then you can move and support all the employees uh, for their, uh, their health and, and provide other tools and services to them. We'll be right back after this message from Espressa. It's time to transform your workplace for good. Espresso.com is the first culture benefits platform designed to help create total community, well-being, and recognition with an experience that HR and people love. Join companies like Pinterest, Tesla, Box, and ServiceNow who are already using Espresso to make their cultures happier and healthier. Espresso.com is total well-being and culture benefits reimagined. Are you looking for more ways that HR can positively impact business outcomes? Visit Espressa.com. That's E-S-P-R-E-S-A.com. We're culture benefits that make heroes out of HR. Now, what are some of the ways in which companies are increasing the relevancy of benefits to employees? And what, what do you believe employers need to do to increase the perceived value of total rewards? 
Um, I think we should we should switch our mindset uh, in terms of of the way we think about uh, employee uh, benefits. Um, the plan were designed most of them in the 1780 and the 80s, and evolved since then. Uh, companies that start from from scratch today uh, have the uh, chance of of doing that. What I mean by switching our mindset is we used to communicate what the plan was to explain. For example, what an employee assistant program is uh, and all the bells and whistles it provides to employees. But employees, I don't think they, they are really interested in group benefits. Uh, they're mostly interested when they have specific needs to find the support and the help they need. So addressing them in, ter in terms of needs and not in terms of plan design is a better way to, to uh, gain their attention and to support them and to be relevant to them. Uh, also, there are a lot of tools out there that are available for uh, plan sponsors to implement that are really, really uh, relevant for employees like virtual care. Uh, it's also uh, really, really a big trend right now. A lot of tech companies out there develop some cool apps and, and services and tools. Uh, telemedicine is, is being one of the most uh, known one right now. Uh, and I would say it's getting a lot more uh, attention and it's really, really well valued by uh, younger employees. And also um, uh, you have sometimes uh, employees working remotely. So having access to uh, telemedicine is a good way for them to uh, not have to travel a lot to, uh, to see a, a doctor or, or a nurse. Uh, but employers and plan sponsors should pay attention. It's a crowded ecosystem out there for employees. So when you do implement new solutions like that, you need to make sure that they're well integrated in the offer. And once again, that you uh, target those from an employee need and not the plan design perspective. Thank you very much. Now I want to delve into NB's Renewum platform with you. It's designed to help HR pros and leaders stay on top of the market trends by allowing users to access articles, uh, changes to legislation, conferences, salary increase, survey results, uh, economic indicators. Please can you provide a bit more of an overview and if, if, if you're able to please include how you collect your data. Yes, uh, Rimen is a, uh, a community uh, where we have more than 400 organizations that do participate in that uh, community. A big portion of the community is sharing information on your benefits, pension, uh, HR policies and practices and compensation. It's all confidential. We develop the technology. We uh, uh, make sure that uh, the access is, uh, uh, you know, you have the tools to do the benchmarks uh, easily uh, when you, you go there. And the community also, there's uh, uh, what we call an agora, where uh, they can exchange, ask questions. Uh, if there's something they cannot find uh, on the platform, then they can ask other members, uh, do you have this kind of policy or can you help me? Uh, um, I have a non-traditional worker and I want to offer them something, uh, what, what you guys are doing out there. So it's really, really uh, based on that uh, community approach. Uh, data is, is still really, really important. We do collect the data and review it. Uh, what we do to facilitate uh, this um, uh, data collection is to uh, take care of the benefit and pension uh, data. So they just transfer to us their information and we make sure we implement that in, in the plan.
platform uh, for the HR policies and practices. They do have to uh, fill them out. Uh, compensation is a bit more uh, tricky. It's a lot of, of work for organizations that do participate in, in those kinds of uh, uh, surveys. So what we're doing right now is we're offering support uh, to help them match their jobs with the uh, benchmark jobs that we have. Uh, and we're developing algorithms right now that will be uh, tested this year as a beta beta year one test, and that should be fully operational in 2021 uh, to uh, remove that uh, manual portion of uh, job matching uh, starting uh, next year. Thank you very much. Now, when I was checking out uh, the Renew community earlier on, uh, ahead of this interview, I, I also noticed that there's a, there's a Renew Academy. So t- tell me about the, the genesis and the reasons for creating the Renew Academy, which is MB's new compensation training tool for university students specializing in HR uh, management. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, it's really, really important for us. We strongly believe in investing in the talent of the future. Uh, and we were more than happy to uh, offer uh, the Remune Academy for free to colleges and universities that are training uh, HR, HR and compensation uh, professionals. So uh, we developed a, a portion of our uh our community that is dedicated to the students out there. They have access to the same data, the same tools uh, to be able to uh, use uh, actual real life data uh, to do benchmark, to verify salary structure, uh, to uh, help them, uh, support them uh, uh, in their uh, development. So uh, we've been doing that. I think it's the uh, fifth year uh, right now we're offering uh, Renewing Academy uh, and we're really happy and it's uh, getting some uh, more popularity and uh, I think uh, uh, it's going to help uh, the uh, HR and compensation uh, community getting uh, uh, better uh, talent for the future. Okay, awesome. We are almost at the end of this interview already, Daniel. Before we wrap things up, how can how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about Normandin Budgery? Uh, they can definitely connect with me on uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, they can also visit our website, normandin-baudry.ca, and you can also reach me at d-d-r-o-l-e-t at nbac.ca, and it's going to be a pleasure for me to uh, support them uh, and uh, answer their any uh, question or uh, explore more in detail the topic we uh, covered today. Awesome. Well, that just... That just leaves me to say for today, Daniel, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. It was a pleasure, Bill. Uh, Thank you very much for this opportunity. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.